Michael. Hey, Diane. Michael, I'm sitting here in your office looking at you in person. I can't even believe it. We're here together. Yeah, this is crazy. It's two days in a row hanging out in beautiful New England in the fall. And I will be honest, I'm feeling totally lucky. I mean, it feels like we're moving out of the pandemic stage, uh, dare I say. But we're not moving out of our podcast, which is really cool and makes me feel really happy because there's a lot of work still to do in education. And, you know, our schools are under a lot of pressure. There's no denying that, Michael. And I am feeling lucky partly because it is a stunning New England day here and I've left the heat wave in California behind, um, at least for a few days. And I get to be here with you as we kick off this new season, which... I think it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, and it's our fourth season of our podcast, which is just wild, Diane. But we both have some personal updates. We have some things that I think people would be interested. What have we been up to in the summer? Some news on your side. So there's a bunch of things. And then we can get to outlining the actual season of the podcast itself. But let's start with the personal. All right. Well, um, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, we have launched the the 20th year anniversary celebration of Summit Public Schools. Wow. Um, it's my 20th year with the organization. Uh, I'm the, the fortunate founder of the organization. And um, the big news for me personally is it's also my last with the organization. And so um, I have this um, last incredible 20th year to spend in the role I'm in, in this incredible community. And um, so so that's a big transition and milestone for me. I will um, say congrats before you go on any other personal updates, it, because just wow, what you've built, what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. the team, the lives you've changed. And it's been a real privilege to get to sit alongside mm-hmm. and see it. So congrats on, on as you embark on this final year in that, in that position. But well, I know there's more to come on yeah, that. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that, Michael. And um, it, it has been my honor and privilege and continues to be. And, you know, one of the biggest reasons it's been such an honor and privilege is, as you know, my own son uh, was a Summit student from sixth grade through 12th grade. He is very much a product of the experience. I'm so grateful to everyone one who who essentially helped raise him with me and I I can't believe it he's junior in college wild. this year Michael it's wild. <laughs> he left last week and you know one of the highlights for me from the summer was that he he actually came home and spent a bunch of time at home this summer and one of his good friends from from college was uh, living near us this summer he had this incredible internship at Google X which is you know the the innovative center of Google and we did weekly dinners with them. And so I will say, Michael, after spending those incredible dinners this summer with those two young people talking about what the world can be and what it can look like and how we need to approach that, I am... I'm fired up and ready uh, to talk about that this year and inspired by their work. That's awesome. Be- be- before you leave that, tell people, because everyone knows he's enrolled at Minerva University. Where is he actually studying this uh, year? He This year, so he just left. He's in Buenos Aires for this semester. He'll be through, there through December. And then in the spring, he will be in Hyderabad, India. And um, I personally will benefit on this one. We are planning to visit him there, which I, I can't wait. And and I'm making my way through a reading list from our incredible um, listeners from last year who offered great readings. And yeah, so. a bunch emailed us and wrote in on Twitter and so forth with, hey, Diane, you've got yes. to read this and so forth. And 
Maybe you'll bring in some lessons into the podcast because you did from Germany last year. So we'll see. And I hope at some point this season you might be willing to share what's next uh, in your own professional journey. I think at some point what I can tell you for sure right now is I'm not retiring. <laughs> so stay tuned because you'll want to know what Diane is doing next. We'll, we'll carry that throughout. On my end, Diane, as you know, I had a new book uh, come yes, out. Yes, yay. So I'm excited uh, from Reopen to Reinvent, it's called. You can all buy it at wherever you buy uh, uh, books these days. But more importantly, I think it's based on this podcast, right? Like, I mean, so thank you first. But no, like you. the content and the ideas really came out of the conversations that we have had over the last three years. And, and it's out in the wild. And I hope it helps people innovate and make some changes right now. I think it most certainly does, Michael. One of the best parts of this podcast for me is just the learning that I take away every time we're in conversation and the perspective you have and the wisdom that you have and that you share and that we're able to bring together is so useful to me as a practitioner. And I just feel like this book is like the, the next best thing to having a, a, a conversation with you. And so I hope that lots of people will read it and benefit. Well, from I, it. I appreciate that. And, and, and like I said, it was cool to distill it all uh, in, in one place. But I'll say personally, we've had a lot of fun in New England this summer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, we've had heat waves here this summer and a lot of drought, frankly, until literally you arrived, I think, <laughs> then there, you brought the rain. But uh, we've gotten away to Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Maine, not Vermont, but you're going there for me. Uh, so I'll live vicariously. And my kids are now in second grade. They're enrolled in the same Montessori mm -hmm. school that they were last year. And uh, they were so psyched to get back. And as you know, I'm teaching at Harvard. Uh, and so the kids and I both had our first day of school on the same day, which they just loved. They thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's where we are as a family. Well, that, um, is such fun. And I love that age. I'm envious of it, um, that you are there and, um, it, it is a great lead into this season. I think that everyone is coming back to school at this point. And so that said, the conditions are, changing maybe Michael yeah, let's talk about it. I mean the conditions in which certainly we started this podcast have changed Diane not just that we get to be in person because as listeners know most of this has been virtual but class is literally not disrupted anymore in the same mm -hmm. way and yet and yet yeah and yet we're still dealing with some very serious ramifications and fallout mm -hmm. from the pandemic and I think it's fair to say that despite a lot of educators who in you know, the early days of the pandemic in 2020 said, we're not going to go back to normal, if we're being honest, a lot of places are sliding back to normal. And if we're being honest, you and I are not content with that. We actually now want to lean in to disrupt the way the classroom has always operated. And, and I'll say like the classroom has always embedded failure in it by its design. And we're not satisfied with that as an answer. Students deserve more. They are capable of far more. So this year, we really want to get granular about helping educators build the capacity to innovate because we know that they've got a million pressures bearing down on them and things in their plate at this moment. But there are some techniques and tools they can use to actually lean into innovation at the same time. So true, Michael. And so our approach to this season is to be thinking about and talking about how can we purposefully disrupt 
class this time. Uh, and As what does that to COVID, look like? We're, we're, we're going we're to do the disruption. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, um, we, we like to put our money where our mouth is. And so, uh, you know, Summit and the work that we're doing, we've got, a, you know, about three case studies that we're going to, where we're actually doing this work in our schools daily right now. Um, and so we are going to explore those and sort of come back to those experiences over the course of the, the podcast season. Um, we've got the role of, you know, I'm in it. I'm in the thick of it. I'm the practitioner along with our incredible team who's doing this work. You've got this expert lens on innovation. And um, I think together we're going to be able to look at these two pilots we have going and a full redesign in one case and break down um, how do you actually do this? How do you thoughtfully disrupt things? How do you thoughtfully innovate? And, and be able to extract the lessons and the learnings and, and hopefully some of the, you know, how-tos. And I personally am excited because I think you're going to help make our work better over the course of the year. This is real time, real life. Well, I'm flattered that you, you'll you say that, but I'm excited because this is obviously a case study, pull out the lessons, like that's how I was trained. But I'm really excited to dig in for two other reasons. One, selfish alert here. I get to learn about what you're building and I get to stay up on the latest and greatest at Summit and that's always worthwhile because you all make important breakthroughs for students and I get new ahas out there and hopefully I can share that then with educators. But maybe more importantly for our listeners real time who are in schools and different circumstances from yours, I'm excited to help people see how they can do this work of innovation in a very practical way in examples in your schools this year that are both small and really large. So at all levels of schooling, if you will. Yeah, and and that's not all, Michael. Oh, no, that's not all, because we will continue uh, to do a few episodes on current events, if you will, that we both think sometimes get framed in the media in a way that's very, you know, all one or all the other, sort of this versus that side. And we think that they deserve a different take to be helpful for educators on the ground, mired in the muck, to see through them into something that's actually practical and, and hopefully helpful that splits beyond the poles uh, that, that so many of these conversations break down into uh, today. Because my observation is each of us are trying to make progress in our own lives and we want to help on that front. Well, that is a really serious lineup for the summer, Mike, or not the summer. We're coming out My of head's summer. still in the summer, but for this season, I promise you I will be in it in the year. Um, and I can't wait to get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll be there in our next episode, which will be coming soon. Um, but before we do that, we thought it might be fun to check in on what we've been reading, thinking about, listening to over the summer. Um, so what, what's been on yeah. your list? Well, I will say I've been so excited, Diane, because I've actually watched television series that were somewhat current. <laughs> Only Murders in the Building and The Bear. Rare been for on you. Our, very rare. But I will, I will out myself. We, the kids and I have been watching a lot of Star Wars. Oh. Every Friday we do a different episode. And then they've gone back to the movies. And so... We're like Star Wars all the time. And I was not a huge Star Wars kid, but uh, the, ki the the girls are pulling me there. But I'll also say um, I've read a bunch of books, not mm -hmm. surprising, um, but uh, I'll call out Ian Rowe's book, Agency, that mm -hmm. I read. Obviously, it's topical for us, uh, but I like how he raises developing agency as one of the paramount goals for schools that really landed. I will say he has a different definition on agency from mine, but I think it's useful 
And I like also how he splits the conversation from the usual polls mm -hmm. that exist in education to both empower individuals, but also acknowledge the role of communities and society and schools hmm. in supporting those individuals. And I appreciated that third way slant in it. Awesome. What about you? What's yeah, on your list? Yeah, so fun. Well, um, talking about polls and in society, it's hard to get away from that right now. Um, I just finished Collective Illusions by um, our friend Todd Rose and got to spend a little bit of time with him this week. Michael, I would love to talk about this book. I hope we can maybe revisit it. it this season. I, I notice you have a few copies laying around. <laughs> so what's compelling for me about the book is that it, it actually gives me hope that as a society, we aren't as divided and polarized as we think that we are, um, because quite frankly, I feel a lot of dread about that on a nearly daily basis. And so I'm hopeful when I read this book and understand what's going on, and um, I'm compelled to act, because even if we're not technically that divided... Right now, we're acting like we are, and if we don't do something about that, it's it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, and there there are some clear things that we can do that feel manageable and doable. So, so I love it. Let's dig into that. We'll dig into it with an angle around education specifically. I, I'm reading Amanda Ripley's High Conflict right now, so it's mm. very much related. And I think this will be topical for people as we embark on season four of Class Disrupted. We'll see you next time. Thank you.